0: And a very good morning to you. Welcome to the Transformation Gold Podcast. I'm your hostess, Nicole De aka Figure Chick 911, coming to you today with some next level coaching about focus. All right. Now, we've got a, a little bit of a series going on here. We've got, you know, tips and tricks and strategies and tactics on how to correct stalls and productivity. We've got tactics and strategies on how to increase your level of focus. So once you get to that point, now you're focusing on things. Sometimes you're going to find yourself in a situation where you may have multiple priorities and you're looking to decide which one do I focus on. All right, so that may be the case, like that may be the point of application for you here. Or typically what I've seen myself, but also in people that I coach and super high performers, is that when you are dialing in on a goal, there's always going to be a distraction that comes your way. And this could be, this could be like a literal distraction, like um, social media. All right? And this is, this is a voluntary, right? So you choose to scroll through, fo- through social and now your focus has been diverted. Or this could be some sort of a temptation that comes along the way and it's standing there like an obstacle and it's almost, it's not almost, it's actually causing like obsessive thought and you can't stop thinking about this particular distraction or this temptation like it is there. Okay, the other thing is, and this happens to me quite a bit, if I am actually under if I don't get all my calories in the day before. You're going to learn trends about yourself as you're moving along. Like you're going to get to know yourself really, really well and why it's so imperative that you adhere to what we call your power plan, which includes the food that you eat. And all of the nutritional habits, like how often you eat, you know your your not just portion sizes, but like the the percentage or your, your macronutrient nutrient ratio, like all these things to keep you like tight and on your game. And when I fall off, or if I have a super intensive training session. I'm, I have a part-time job still, I'm working there, I'm working in my business, and I'm putting in long hours, and I'm fatigued. So this can happen on a bunch of different fronts, or if somebody, like, freaking invades my energy field, <laughs> and that's what we're going to be talking about today, what happens to me is that my brain becomes flooded with anxieties and worries about things that haven't even happened yet (laughs) to the point where, and it, it happened, it it turned, it's almost like I opened up my eyes and all of a sudden it's just like somebody turned the switch on like the pilot or the, the burner on the oven on the stove rather. And like the flame is on high and it's just like, you're never going to be able to do this. Oh my God. Well, what about this? And what about this? And what about this? And what about this? And you're not doing this and you only have this amount and it's, I swear to God, it's like crazy town in there. And here's what you need to know, okay. Until you learn, I I think it's two things. Until you learn how to master your thoughts, but more specifically, until you get in flow where you're having um for me what I'm finding is that I'm I'm disjointed because I'm moving back and forth between my business and then um my job. And it's literally like two completely different worlds because the mentality is so different. And so That's all I'm going to say that that's just that's how I'm interpreting it. That's my experience and and no explanation needed. But here's what it is, is that when those kind of like fearful thoughts or, you know, like the burner is on super, super hot, you have a choice on whether or not you're going to continue to infuse and donate your energy towards that thought, that idea, that path. Okay, so today we're actually talking about choosing your focus. Does that make sense? So whatever comes up, you you have, you know, a goal in mind. And that's always the that's always like the first thing, right? Clarity of goals. That's the important thing. If you do not have clearly defined goals, this is not going to make any sense because you're, you're trying to like jump over, you know, the ocean and well, you didn't, you're not even in the ocean yet. Okay, <laughs> so make sure that you have clearly defined goals. All right, so for those of us who are already up, you've got your goals, which are clearly defined. You're probably on the path. You've got forward movement. You've got, you've you sparked your momentum. You're, you're steering in the forward direction. And then there you are. You have something which is a, trying to either derail or oppose what is your focus, okay? And focus is just like a camera, or a telescope, like you can dial in and focus on one thing. And when you pull back to look at landscape view, like the whole, you know, the giant big picture, Right, You have a choice of where you're putting your focus. And typically when you are focused, laser focused on one thing, no no fear, no worry, no concern, no distraction, no temptation, no nothing is going to penetrate your level of focus because it's laser-like. But when you reach those points, point in case of fatigue or I'm behind on my calories, those are the times for me that those distractions or this ridiculous, useless, toxic, draining focal point comes into my field of view. And so here's where champion mindset coaching becomes critical. Okay, so now this is what you need to know. And this is a little bit of um, transformational coaching, like we're bringing everything into this podcast today. All right, so sit back and, and take this in here. This is what you need to know. Thoughts are things. Like actual this is this is what's gonna help you understand the power of your mind and how how do you master this? How do you master the moment? How do you choose your focus when you know whatever the hell is in your way? Okay, so clarity of goals, adherence to your power plan, and then this is the mental work that you do, the champion mindset training. So thoughts are things and throwback to science two objects cannot occupy the same space at the same time, correct? Correct. Okay, therefore, since thoughts are things, a positive and a negative thought cannot occupy your mind at the same time either. That makes sense, right? Okay, so now that we have that established, thoughts are things, No two objects can occupy the same space at the same time, which means a positive and a negative thought cannot occupy the same space at the same time. You are 100% in the driver's seat of where you are going to direct your energy and your focus. You choose which one to focus on. You can totally step on the slippery slope of the negativity especially when you wake up in the morning, especially if you've not eaten breakfast yet, especially if you're recovering from a workout from the day before, especially if you're coming out of being a very, very, in a very, very negative environment. Like the points of vulnerability. All right? That's when this is going to come up and you have to decide. I need to master the moment, literally. Literally. If I step on the slippery slope, it's almost like if you've ever played, do you remember the game Shoots and Ladders? It's a board game, right? And then there's like ladders and you go up the ladders, you're trying to get all the way up to the top. But if you land on the square that has the shoot on it, you go down. There's one square on Shoots and Ladders where it it's on the very, very top row. And if you land on it, you end up going all the way down to the bottom. That's what it's like. When you allow yourself to step on the slippery slope of what essentially is the negative pathway of your focus Whoosh, and down you go, because then all of a sudden you, you have, it's, it's way easier. Falling down is easier than going up, right? So it's like gravity is pulling you down and then you have the integration of more negative thoughts and then you're overthinking, which is killer, You're thinking about shit that has nothing to do with the with the reality of the moment. And you're so like you're, you're way out. You're like lost in space. (laughs) So when you own the fact that, all right, maybe these thoughts are going to continue to come into my mind, you have to decide, are they going to live here? Or am I going to abolish them? And it starts with choosing what you're going to be focusing on. All right. And again, let's bring in (laughs) my somewhat contorted, but it's very, very effective means of triaging whether or not you are actually in an emergency. Okay, because that's what this ultimately comes down to. You can be fine. You can be moving forward. Maybe you're not getting the results that you want because oftentimes change and results, it's not overnight. It takes time for maturation. And so if you're not getting the results or you now you got these thoughts in your head, like you know what it's like inside of your brain. I know that I'm talking to you right now. I know that you're resonating with this because for once in my life, it can't just be me. Like I, I know people and this, this, it makes sense, right? You have to stop it, okay? So literally like put up the stop sign <laughs> inside of your head and you have to be the one to decide This is going to get my focus or this is not. And here's what I'm going to tell you, because sometimes you're going to reach a point where you're not. It's like a crossroads. I feel like I really need to make a decision about this because I'm aware of my timeline, blah, 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 blah. And all right, take a chill pill here. Here's what's going to help you. okay, to to take back your power. And again, for those of you who are new on this podcast, I actually, I'm a registered nurse, retired. My background is ER and critical care and flight. So when you would come to see me in the emergency room, even if there was a big emergency at hand, those of us who are responding to you, we do not have the luxury of freaking out. Okay? We've got to be in our power so that we can make very, very high-level critical executive decisions about your immediate presence and ultimately how that affects yours and your family's future, right? We're dealing with life and death, okay? That's, that's how real it gets. So that's actually where <laughs> this next tool actually comes from, okay? So when you're at that situation and you're feeling like you're about to lose your shit, Okay you're always in the driver's seat, always in how you choose to respond, how you choose to operate your mental game, what you choose to put your focus on, and here's what I'm going to tell you. This is like my triage tool, okay? Here's the question. <laughs> you're going to laugh if you've never heard this before. Okay. Is somebody dying or bleeding out right now? That's the question to ask. <laughs> you're looking at me like I'm weird, but just answer the question, yes or no. No. Then it's not an emergency. (laughs) Right, I know. (laughs) Right, I know. Welcome to the demented and weird, contorted world of how emergency people think. Okay, (laughs) all right. Now, is somebody or dying? Is somebody dying or bleeding out right now? Yes. Okay. Next question: Is it you? No. Then it's not your emergency. Do you see what I'm saying? You retain your power. It's not that there may not be an urgent situation at hand. It's the fact that when you are making high-level decisions, this could be about how you're choosing to run your business, this could be how you're choosing to operate when there is a family emergency, how you're going to be leading your family you know, when any number of pressures or challenges of life or how, like, if you're leaving a job, you're leaving an industry, okay, you're in charge of your mental space. And there's always going to be people who will contribute their, I would say 10 cents, but it's usually more than that. They're $50,000 of useless, negative information And they're spreading it and smearing it all over you. Causing you to like move into a state of panic and fear. You've got to be the guardian of your mental space. And choose what you're going to focus on. Does it mean that there's not going to be obstacles and shit for you to deal with? Of course not. All right. But this is about stepping up into your power. And making your decisions from that place of power and peace, as opposed to making decisions from either the view of scarcity or inadequacy, the root of which is actually fear, okay? Fear-based decisions never, okay? If you're typing this out, never, capital letters, bold, underscored, italicized, highlighted. You see what I'm saying? Like the font on there, like big, it never works out well now you may not like consequences of particular choices we've all been there you've screwed up, you made a mistake you know this thing came to bite you in the ass or you're making a change for the better but there's now there's consequences for your actions own them this is what I'm doing okay I promise you There, I can't think of a situation where you are not able to to power through that. Because at the end of the day, it's never about ability. You acquire the skills along the way. But as you're moving through these junctures, you also develop the mental tenacity and the heart of a freaking warrior. To power through and not like an asshole, but to actually be able to adeptly and almost fluidly, if you would, navigate through whatever situation you're in. Sometimes you're going to have to draw in towards yourself a little bit, depending on your environment. If you're around a bunch of negative people and you're clearly outnumbered, you can tell certain people all damn day. I don't want to be around your negativity. I don't gossip. I don't want to like, but they're so negative. All they're just, that's what their habit. You're not, you're not going to be able to change the masses all the time. So you're going to have to draw into yourself and decide where do I want to direct my focus and my energy that comes along with it. Start viewing your energy as a resource, Like an actual resource. Okay. So, like, oil is a resource. Money is a resource. Okay. You don't just like go willy nilly, just, you know, letting it waste all. This is your freaking precious commodity. You only get so much of it. And you decide where you're energizing it, what you're focusing on, and how much of this resource you're actually investing. And be advised, your energy, just like your bank account, is not open for siphoning. Period. It is it is like that. Ah, I know you've never done this before. So here's the coaching clip. Okay, I know that that resonated with you. And I, I'm glad to have you on the podcast. So this is what it's like. You get to choose your focus. Okay, so you're focusing on this thing which does not serve you well, or you're focusing on the future, your goal, the end destination. When you first start doing this, it's going to feel hard because you're not used to it. It's a, it's a new, it's a skill. All right. So it's almost like choosing your focus. Okay. So it's like if, if there is a particular food that you love, this is the analogy, all right? And it's sitting there inside of your refrigerator, and you're you're trying to get healthy or you're trying to lose weight, or you know, whatever. You're on your, your happy fit pathway, and there's this food. And maybe it's pizza, maybe it's chocolate cake, whatever. And it's like you're standing in front of the refrigerator and it's there and it's talking to you, and you have the choice on whether or not to shut the door. walk away and go do something else, go focus on something else? Or do you choose to just eat straight up out of the refrigerator, like standing there in front of the open door? Okay, does that make sense? Like it's that's when you're training your brain, champion mindset training, it's about it's like physical training, you're actually doing something, but it's inside of your head. So the resistance that you're feeling is the fact that you're taking a pathway that you you're not accustomed to. That's all that's happening here. Okay, so you're doing a different action. But the same with with mindset training, this is a little bit trippier, is that you're actually defying your brain chemicals. Like everything which is normal about your life, where you go, what you eat, who you spend your time with, what you talk about, like your normal routine, what happens inside of your brain, this is true, this is physiology, what happens inside of your brain is we have these different brain chemicals, okay, like dopamine, serotonin, and in everybody's body, they're of different, like, percentages or or concentrations, Okay, so like when you're hearing about people who are on certain depression medications, it's because they they have like this chemical imbalance, if you will, or there's certain hormones which are lower than others. And so some of these medicines are designed to maintain higher levels of certain like feel good hormones, if you would. Okay, or if you have Um, a piece of chocolate. There's a lot of people who feel really good after eating chocolate, because chocolate like kind of percolates and causes certain hormones to be released inside of your brain. Okay, so that's like brain chemistry. So when you're doing something new, and if I didn't say this, if I didn't clearly state this before, everything normal about your life okay, causes your brain chemicals to set themselves at particular levels. And when you do something new, you get those feelings of excitement at first, because it's like a, it's like a, a popcorn machine, if you would, it's like, or a percolator of a coffee maker, it's, it's percolating those brain chemicals, and they're kind of bouncing all over the place. And you're like, ooh, 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 ooh this is new, this is unexpected, this is unexcited, excited, this is totally excited. But after a while, that level of percolation, it doesn't rest really well with your brain chemistry. Because for real, your body does not like change. Your body, I was totally going to say, I can't help it, I got to say it. Your brain and your body resist change as much as a firefighter does. I'm sorry, I can't help it. It's true. You know it. Okay, moving forward. (laughs) You know, I love you guys, but you know yourselves too. All right. Only saying that because I've got some fire chiefs who are on this podcast today. And so I can't help but push that button a little bit just so that you know that I'm not forgetting about you. Okay. But here's what you need to know is that when you change things for the better. Okay. If you move from shitty eating habits all right. You're you're eating nothing but fast food and junk. And all of a sudden you clean up your eating habits. And then about, I don't know, four days later, you're getting overwhelming food cravings. Why is that? Well, you're probably moving through like a, probably like a sugar detox, I would say. But what happens is that your food actually changes the concentration and the levels of those brain chemicals and when they're not getting what they got before from the foods that you used to eat your body freaks out and your body's like you know what i hate this even though you're making changes for the positive your body doesn't understand that your body only understands chemistry and when certain levels of certain things are not like they were before your body's designed to maintain what we call homeostasis like it's designed to keep your heart rate at a certain level so that your brain can get oxygen, it's designed to keep your blood sugars at a certain level your potassium levels at a certain level your oxygen carbon dioxide levels at a certain level and that's how it operates on a moment to moment basis so whatever you do to the body the body is ruled by this thing called homeostasis. And that includes the balance of your brain chemistry. You know how like if you gain weight, and you're at that weight for a certain period of time, it's super hard to get rid of the weight because it's like your body has a new set point. Right? It takes I don't know, like what two years to get used to like a different set point for your body. When you're losing when you're releasing weight. It's the same thing. Your brain has to become used to the new level of brain chemistry. Whether And this, this could be from training. This could be from nutrition or anything. But the same exact thing happens when you're doing mental training. You are intentionally diverting your focus and choosing a different focus... But your brain is not used to doing that. Your brain is used to going down the slippery slope of what could be negativity or something that doesn't serve you well. And now when you're saying, no, I'm closing the refrigerator door. <laughs> I'm, you know, this, this chocolate cake of gossip or negativity or worry or panic, you know, whatever. And now I'm going to go over here instead. Your brain is like, what the hell, dude? and do debt (laughs) I I need to get my brain chemicals back to how they were before because while this was very entertaining in the beginning this shit is hard okay (laughs) don't like this anymore and then what happens is that that focal point it starts to come back and it comes back fast and furious and more frequently and at higher levels of intensity because you are actively working on shifting your focus away from that thing that does not serve you does that make sense But in your brain, it feels hard. It feels like an active movement inside of your head because you're working in opposition of your body's chemistry and the physiology. Which sounds kind of crazy, but it's not crazy. It is physiology. That's why the body is so incredibly cool. And that's why I freaking love the nervous system. (laughs) Rock and roll. Like you can apply this shit to like every area of your life. But this is how you decide to choose. Okay. First of all, when you notice that you're having this distraction, this temptation, this negativity, something which is diverting your focus, it popped up in there. Is you've got to have your Houston, we have a problem moment. Okay. (laughs) All right. Step one, or I guess this was step two. Step one is admitting you have a problem, right? Step two, in my world, straight to God. And this is this is me, okay. My prayer, I promise you, is never, Lord, please give me patience to deal with this. Don't, don't ever pray for patience. It gets worse. You can try it. I shouldn't tell you what to pray or not to pray for. You can try to pray for. I don't pray for patience anymore because. It was ridiculous. Like, this, the challenge is that God doesn't give you patience. He puts you in trials to increase, to increase your patience. <laughs> I'm only laughing because, you know, you learn in retrospect sometimes. I'm like, wow. Wow. What I should have done was pray, Jesus, take the wheel. That's what I should have said. So when I, once I learned how to do that, I, I promised you life got a lot easier. All right. So remember, in this academy, it's not just about your mind. OK, we do champion mindset training. All right. There's a lot of like tactics and strategies and, and education which comes in. But once we step really like highly into that world of personal and professional development, we also bring in what we call heart work. And that goes hand in hand with your spiritual walk. All right. We're very clear about that. We're very open about that. If this is something which is offensive to you, then this is not the podcast for you. Okay. That's something that we don't bend on. That's actually the backbone of our existence. Okay. Now, if you're new onto that walk, maybe you're not at that level yet. All right. Whenever I speak, I always have a wide variety of people in front of me who come from different backgrounds, who are on different levels of their growth and development. And so for me, the expectation that I have of myself to be able to deliver high value to you is for me to be able to speak to all different levels. If you're not there yet, don't freak out about it. Your growth continuum continues forward. But I also have a responsibility to the people who have passed through the stages that you're at and are simply at a different level right now, okay? So that's, my, my, my teachings and my coachings have always vacillated between the different levels of individuals, their expertise, their their wisdom, their perspectives, their knowledge, their challenges. That's how it's always been. That's how it's gonna to continue to be, okay? So that's exciting, because you continue to grow. And then, you know, my people who have, you know, passed through those trials already, you know, your the expectation for you is that you take that information and you turn around and you implement it with the people that you're responsible for. Right? Leaders always create more leaders. So you never hoard your information, you use it. All right? <clears throat> Excuse me. And you're not always expected to be able to vocalize it or verbalize it. It's how you command yourself through action. It's how people see you handling situations. And as they become more inclined to trust and communicate with you, they're going to ask you, they're going to start to want to pick your brain. I saw how you, like, how the hell did you do that? And then probably what will happen by that point in time, you're so used to doing this that you're just like, well, what? (laughs) You because know, it's just part of you, but you've got to remember that everybody's at a different place on the growth continuum and your, your high level function is, is now responsible for grooming the people who are coming up behind you. Do you and that's where it gets super, super exciting. Okay. So, you know, lead by example, lead yourself first. And here we are with choosing your focus. How's that? Now, this is what you need to know, all right? So we're back to this concept of choosing your focus. And as you dial in your focus, you're focusing on one goal, all right? And I I see this with myself. I see this, so pretty much everything when I'm talking from a coaching perspective, it's stuff that I've already experienced, Okay, it's not something that I've just read about in a book. It's stuff that I've already experienced. And I, I understand the difficulty and the amount of effort and energy that it actually takes to navigate through certain situations. I get it. I've been there. Okay, my job as the coach is not to, oh, darn, that's so terrible. Well, oh, you're right. This, that's not my job at all. My job is just like I said, I've been through here. I know what works and how to move you forward. This is how you do it. Okay? You can either choose to follow or you can choose to do things your own way. But if you're committed to the forward process and what I say resonates with you, then forward we go. I know I woke up sassy again this morning. I can't help it. i, I telling you, I ask God every single day, how do you want to use me today? And he told me to make this podcast. He always does. He always answers my prayer like right quick choose your focus. Because literally, I woke up this morning, and I was it was like, the gas burner was on high. And I was thinking about my timelines, I'm already, you know, planning, my brain's already nine months into the future. And I had to pull myself out and remember where I am right now so that I can get to that nine month point, you know, and be sure that I have the not so I can get there, but so I can get the results that I'm, I'm targeting for myself for that nine, the, the point nine months from now. It was brutal this morning. So I'm telling you how you go about doing this, all right? So back to your system, back to, back to the process, all right? This thing is, is, you know, demanding your attention. You have your choice on how to choose your focus. Number one, Houston, I have a problem. Number two, go directly to God. Ask Jesus to take the wheel. Number three, close that refrigerator door, okay, and decide where you're going to choose your focus. I'm directing my focus over here, okay? Now, as you move along and your focus tightens, you become very, very much like the strong-willed child from hell, okay? Because nothing's going to get in there. And it can be very difficult to negotiate interpersonal relationships when you're in such high levels of focus, okay? And when you're in extreme focus, it's never never like... uh, like you're in, I don't know, I'm trying to think of what I'm trying to say here. It's not like you're unapproachable, if you would, it's that you radiate a different level of energy, where the negative people or the negative situation, like it's almost like wearing a shield of armor, or walking maybe with a legion of angels around you, where you are in, you're impenetrable to this other stuff. And so there's a lot of repelling, which is going on. All right. And just like you're you're kind of by yourself for a long period of time, but it's never done with an intensity of, of anger, meaning like rage. I think when you're looking to go to the next level, there's this under, under the surface, it's, it's, it's really like a bubbling up of, of what essentially is like a darker side of you. And it's typically where a lot of people make advances in their life, like channeling the anger from that dark side to push them ahead into the future. And it can be misinterpreted sometimes. But when you're in the zone, which is what that is, it's not like you're striving to be there. You're actually quite in flow. Does that make sense? So you're choosing your focus, Now I'm focusing over here, and if you try to force the focus from that point, from when you choose the focus, it's not going to work. Just like we talked about in the How to Increase Your Focus podcast. It doesn't. You can't force it. You actually have to exhale a second and release so that you can be in flow, because once you're in focus, then the next step becomes choosing how to respond to the situation, which is also part of choosing your focus. Like everything ties together here, but you have the choice on, am I going to react to a situation or am I going to respond to the situation? Okay. Is anybody dying or bleeding out? No, then it's not an emergency. Okay. Phew. Is anybody dying or bleeding out? Yes. Is it you? No, then it's not your emergency. Now you've got latitude on how you choose to respond. Anything other than that, even if somebody is dying or bleeding out, what do you do? You stop the bleeding, you call 911, maybe do some CPR. Okay, like it's it's, that's it. (laughs) Now, if it's you, you you need to act with urgency, okay? You only have so much time before you got to get help, all right? You only have so much time before you don't fall out. So, I mean, I say that with levity because as you're you're developing your mindset, it's very easy to go into dark places or go into places of such extreme control where it, it just, it doesn't, it, it gives you a headache, being there. And it can make you as a person difficult to deal with in your interpersonal relationships. Okay, so this is going to be next level. You know, when when we coach, we coach you on all the different templates, we bring in your spirituality, we bring in your health and fitness, we bring in relationships. Okay, because life, let's face it, life is in your relationships. And I will never tell you not to go after a particular goal, especially once your heart is set on that. I believe in in having goals and and being goal-oriented and goal-driven, but your life exists in your relationships. So the next level after, you know, you're choosing your focus, and I see this all the time, high-level producers, high-level achievers, is you have to be able to turn that off that intensity, if you would, and come out of what what for you is going to be like production mode. Okay, and allow some light in, because that's where the love comes from. Love or light rather lets the love in. And that's how you return back to being a human, if you will. <laughs> the nature of your conversations changes. All right, but still as you're going through this, you have got to always have your spidey senses up of when you're around the wrong people, because once you let that guard down, if you will, or what you're, you can't let your energy shield down, you still have to remain in the moment so that you're not having your energy siphoned out by people who mean you no good or they just have overwhelming negativity about them or now you're listening to stuff, maybe the news, and the news is so highly negative and fear-based and, and panic, panic-inspiring panic that before you realize what happens, like, shoo, like your your focus goes back the other way again. Does that make sense? But when it comes to your relationships then, and this is the importance of personal development is that champion mindset training helps you immensely I believe in all areas of your life it helps you in how to respond to situations with relationships immensely you know you maybe you're the help that the help calls when the help needs help that's been my experience anyway So how do you choose to respond in those situations? Champion mindset coaching and training helps you with how you choose to allocate your finances. Champion mindset training helps you on, first of all, getting your ass up out of bed and going to the gym, but maintaining a health and fitness program for yourself. Champion mindset training pulls your focus away from What are essentially attacks by the devil to recognize his tactics? That as you are now increasing your walk with God, all of a sudden now life seems to have gotten a lot harder because Satan hates that shit and he will do anything, he's like the master of deception. And once he sees, like, oh my god, look at this chick she uh oh now I can't corrupt now I got to turn up the heat now that burner is on double blast and he's 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 pouring gasoline on the fire of your focus to bring up every bad thing that you've ever done any place that you've ever screwed up in your whole entire life every conversation that you didn't handle well every poor decision that you've ever made, like every every bad thing, every temptation to stand in your way, I mean, all of a sudden you're like, what the hell is going on? It's something called spiritual warfare. And champion mindset coaching helps you to identify that. So now when the devil shows up with his antics, like you don't trip over it anymore. You're just like, not today, devil. <laughs> Does that make sense? But the heart work comes in, heart, H-E-A-R-T, heart work comes in as God takes you down the path. And as you are strong and, and bull driven to move in a direction and you have so much mind control or mind command, not control. It's actually command over your emotionality and where you're choosing to direct your focus as you develop yourself, you're going to start to see very clearly new closets with skeletons in them. Maybe things that you have kept your head in the sand about on purpose. Maybe things that you just, you know, kind of like put off to the side. I'm going to deal with this at a different time because I'm, I'm building my business right now. i I'm, I'm, you know, I've got, I'm in school, I've got all these tests, these things which are coming up, I can't afford the negative energy hit, if you would, from dealing with this, with this pile of shit over here. And you can just kind of like, separate it off. You know, when you when we talk with men, men usually compartmentalize, like inside the man, the, the, the brain of a man, you guys, have boxes inside of your head like everything it's boxes and you just you put the stuff in the box you put the lid on the box and ladies this is interesting information this is what you need to know like the boxes don't touch Okay. And they don't share contents. It's not like the the lids are ajar, And now you've got some of these contents are, you know, tipping over into this other box. And you know, now there's two things. That's not how it is. It is actually literal inside of their head like that. And that's a good thing. That's actually what gives men that level of strength that we as women rely on. That's why when men commit to something, they have a much simpler time with discharging all of that other mental chatter. Oh, but they're going to feel bad. No, it, this is how it is it's in the box. I'm either dealing with the box or I'm not dealing with this box, but this is in its own little box. Okay? And be advised, ladies, <laughs> there's also a box that has nothing in it. So when you ask your man, or your brother, or your dad, or, you know, whomever, what are you thinking about, and they tell you nothing, they're, they're not lying, it's legit, they're not thinking, but they're in the nothing box on purpose, and a lot of times they go to that box when they're overwhelmed, because their brain is structured, their thought process is structured to be compartmentalized, whereas the brain of a woman, and obviously, like, we have the same brainy structures, okay, so it's not like we're, you know, one's brain is bigger, and therefore it works better. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying like how thought processes work. But the brain of a woman is different. A brain of a woman, you know, has more cross connections between like the right and left side of her brain, which actually makes her more, uh, more prone to multitasking. Excuse me. And it's not that one functions better than the other. It's the role, you know, heading back through history of a woman with child rearing and you know responsibilities at home, whereas the man's responsibility initially <coughs> excuse me, is to be the provider. And I know things have changed where we've got women who are working and men who are staying home, but I'm just saying historically this is where this is coming from. This is just, you know, evolution in, in now we've got changes in culture. Okay? So when you're moving through that Okay, And you have compartmentalized, gentlemen, a relationship. Or ladies, you've just like, well, I'm not dealing with that. Okay, And you're, you're headed on your way. And I believe that when you're a very goal-oriented woman, you learn a lot about how to do the same mental maneuvers that a man does. And you have the same ability to compartmentalize and dial in your focus as a man. Okay, which is why when you compare different sorts of women, there's women who seem to have like an iron grid around them and they are full speed ahead and they don't entangle themselves with a bunch of negative bullshit and they're able to decide what they want in their life, what they don't want in their life, what serves them, and they're like they're able to triage through that very, very rapidly. Okay, but usually. I think that's something that's groomed. You're probably born with, you know, maybe more of a, I don't know if I would say it's a masculine energy, but maybe your thought process is just more linear than some other women. But what you'll find is that when you don't entangle yourself with individuals who are gossiping and are negative and are telling you things, why you can't do things, and they're they're shaming you and, and batting you down and like, essentially, like girl hating on you when you move out of that environment and you put yourself either in a group of positive individuals. But for me, I've spent most of my life around men. For some reason, it always seemed like I've always gotten along better with men because I, for me, my own self, I don't like a lot of chatter it's not that I need to be in solitude or isolation. It's that needing to discuss everything. I'm not designed that way. And that's just how, how it's always been. I mean, I've, I, I have tight relationship with God. So I deal, you know, exclusively with him before I go to anybody else on all, on all things, but on all major points for sure. And, When there's something else that I need a perspective on, then I have maybe one point person that I go to. But for me, typically, God answers, at least this season in my life, God answers me immediately or or like within a very, very, like a timely period of time. So there's no, there's no lull time. What I'm saying is that as you're increasing your spiritual walk, what will happen or you're increasing your level of personal development and you have mastered this champion mindset training to, you know, command where you're putting yourself and how to get results. What will happen is that the the stuff that you've put in the boxes, the stuff that you've buried in the sand, those tests and, and challenges and trials will continue to resurface until you address them. So that's the next thing that you have to know. And that's really where heart work comes in. Because when you dig down and you you get to the root of whatever those things are for you, and this could be something which is addiction based. This could be, you know, entanglements in relationships. This could be how you, um, your, how you view yourself, uh, probably make your negative self-talk. This could be... Um, relationships, obviously, like if, if you have wrong affiliations, and, and the people that you're around are, this could be business partnerships, maybe that's a better example. And now you you realize like, oh, my gosh, i have got the wrong business partner and or do you see what I'm, like it could it, it functions on all levels. The next part of your development, <clears throat> excuse me, is doing what's called heart work and that's done with God and we coach and train into that dimension but for that we as a coaching and training academy we actually leverage a lot of resources out there because at this point in time I don't have on staff any theologians or people who are who are experts you know pastors and preachers in that aspect of it and so if you're looking for that next level of how to do heart work, this is what I would recommend for you. Um, this has been a strong resource for me. And, I, and again, I don't work for any of these people. And I don't have any sort of like, you know, I don't receive kickbacks or anything like that. But the one place where I consistently get fed the right teaching surprisingly, or maybe not surprisingly, it didn't happen in a church for me. It actually happened via the radio. They're in, I live in Chicago at this time, and so we have a radio station. We actually have a, a place downtown, which is the Moody Bible Institute, and they have a radio um, channel. But Moody Bible is broadcast. Well, it doesn't matter. If you have internet, you can get, you as long as you have a signal, you can get this. So if you just go to, like, Moody Bible Radio, they have... It's really not that much Christian song as it is Christian based teaching. And that, honest to God, is where I got my foundational teaching on what essentially is biblical principle. And it helped me to move through that next level of dealing with those skeletons, of dealing with those deep-rooted issues. What does God say on this? How am I supposed to negotiate my way through this? Because now there's entanglements with people and, and whatnot. And there's a lot of internal work which has to be done, and that's done exclusively with God. And I I am not qualified to to take you through all of that. I always defer to higher authorities and hands down. um, The people who, the people who I, and it's not Bible banging. So before you say no, I'm going to tell you, it is one gentleman in particular, he makes me laugh out loud. And he's actually responsible for me coming to God to the level that I have. And it's Pastor Ford. So he has a program which is called Treasure Truth for Troubling Times. And Pastor Ford's here in Chicago, too. And he is funny as all hell. Like, because he talks about real life stuff. And he doesn't talk in the thou shall. Like, he's not talking like uh, the, the verbiage in the Bible. He's talking like a normal person who lives... You know, I think he's on the on the west side or the south side of Chicago. Like, he's a normal dude. He actually, he used to be a drug dealer. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, he's done a complete, like, 180 with his life. And now he's a pastor. And he is so flippin' funny. But he hits on the major points. Like, he talks about, like, premarital issues. He talks about intramarital issues. He talks about addictions. He talks about tithing. He talks about... Um, you know, gossip, he talks about, you know, interworkings of the church. I mean, he, he has stuff and he, he's got such a great balance about him that he balances humor with teaching and sensitivity. And when you, it's only, it's like not even a half an hour, like everything on Moody Bible, it's like usually like a half an hour and you walk away with a greater understanding of the Bible, of course, but you understand clearer about living your life. And for me, those programs, and they have a whole bunch of different ones. They've got um, Gary Chapman, he's the author of the, the Love Languages and during the day they've got programs which are designed just for women and so they talk you know more it's like more of a a softer sort of a you know ushy-gushy kind of a tone they've got stuff focused on the family which has great resources for your family like for me I think it was like two years straight I didn't listen to anything besides that because it fed, my, it fed my soul, literally. I, I do not mean to say that like, oh, it fed my soul. No, I honestly mean like it freaking fed my soul. And every time I turned on the radio, there was new teachings there that took care of the problem that I was facing. And and this includes the time when I was thinking about, like, what the hell am I going to do? I I left my career of nursing after 20 years. Like, what the hell am I going to do next? I don't even know. (laughs) I'm dealing with all this different stuff at work. What am I going to do over here? I don't even know. And I'm telling you, that's how God works. He works through other people. So I would recommend that that would be a strong resource for you there. Okay. The other thing is when you're doing your heart work is you have got to be very deliberate about keeping yourself shelled off and walled off against negative influence for real. Okay. So this is part of choosing your focus. This is just higher level. Okay. And for me, that unequivocally was not listening to the news, not watching the news. For me, that was for a period of time not listening to, I used to listen to like hardcore rap and all different sorts of types of music which really didn't serve well. And I liked it because it got me excited for the day and for my workouts. But it was working in contrast to my heart work, and so for a period of time, like I didn't listen to any standard radio station, nothing like no YouTube, no no CDs, no no you know downtracks off of of iTunes. It was strictly Moody Bible. And then for 30 days, what I did was there's another radio station called K Love so like the letter K and then L-O-V-E, so you can search them, but I I did what's called the 30-day challenge, and all I listened to was K-Love Music for 30 days, and I'm telling you, after that 30-day period, I I always have to test everything, because, you know, I I just got to be sure. (laughs) I'm one of God's, you know, more trying children. But what I realized was that I I didn't realize how negative of a world I was living in before. And so now, now I'm much more adept. Like I can be around different people. I can be in different places. I can listen to different sorts of music. I still do not put the news back on. I get my news through one particular radio station that just delivers facts. It, it doesn't Cause me to come away feeling overwhelmingly panicked or or angry or biased in any particular way, but those two resources for me, I I strongly and and wholeheartedly recommend um, for you as an anchor place because it it then takes you to another level which then grows you into essentially a stronger soldier of God but it takes you and develops that heart work to make it more permanent and then that mental strength and struggle that you feel when choosing your focus or how to deal with you know the next level of the things in your life it's not a struggle anymore you're able to to march through it and step through it gracefully and it it just it rests with you in a much more calmer place and the results are just like magnificent. How's that? Good? All right. Well, we're going to wrap up this podcast. (laughs) It was really awesome to have you here. I appreciate you so much for joining. Um, If you would, though, please, the highest compliment that I could ever receive from you would be the referral of a personal friend or family member. So if you know anybody that would benefit from any of our information here, please refer them on to this podcast. We're growing everything organically. So you can find us up on Anchor FM. We're on Google Podcasts, Google uh, Music, Apple iTunes, Spotify. Simply search the Transformation Gold Podcast. And if there's anything that we can do to be of service to you, to your team, to your organization, please contact us directly. You can go directly to our website. It's transformationgold.org. Fill out your information, and one of us will be in contact with you within the next 24 hours. All right? Make it a great day. God bless you. Let's go out there and carpe our damn diem. Bye-bye.